Hey guys, welcome or welcome back. For those of you who are new, my name's Kaylee, and today I want to be answering the questions you guys had for me. And if you don't know where to find where I ask these questions or do these polls or the posts, I will link I Love You social medias in the description below for you to check out. Without further ado, I think the biggest question asked was why did I start a podcast? And that's probably the easiest one for me to answer. And I feel like it's because I I think it's really easy to feel alone in this time of life. And everyone deserves to feel love and to feel happy and feel like they're welcome somewhere. And this is my way to radiate this kindness and love in the best way I can think of to the most people I can think of. And I just want everyone to know that we're not alone, basically. And then the next question we had is, is young love, so relationships at this age, worth it? And I think this genuinely just depends because we are pretty young in the idea of our whole lifespan. And I think at this time, it's really more important to learn to love and understand ourselves than another individual. But with these relationships, they could also teach us a lot about ourselves. And it's also somewhere we could feel really uncomfortable and have to learn and establish our boundaries that maybe we didn't have to learn and establish before. So that's kind of a new thing that could be scary. But I feel like if we are going to choose to be in a relationship, it needs to be someone who not only helps our growth but grows with us not someone who takes our growth away and relationships aren't something bad or something to avoid but they're not something necessarily to pry and pray and spend every second hoping for because everyone in everything in life every experience every relationship I think that we should kind of go into it hoping to learn and grow and spread love and growing in a positive way with another person could be a really awesome thing but it could also be harsh if you're letting that other person steal or stop your growth or they're not good for your mental health so I think the best answer I have for this question would be it really depends on the person and where you are in your life if you think that relationship is beneficial for you mentally and is bringing you positivity and joy then I think that's amazing and you should totally keep pursuing that but if this is a relationship that's bringing me more tears than happiness then there's some things to reevaluate and when they think about young relationships there is a lot of pressure about guys which is something I also got asked quite a bit about and I think that this is a situation where we have to practice not only using our voice but not being manipulated into anything we don't want to do and I'm not saying that guys or girls for that matter these manipulative horrible people what I'm saying sometimes our boundaries are pushed further than we're comfortable with and it could be hard to say no or use our voices and for girls personally this is honestly really scary from what I've experienced it's hard to use our voice sometimes and it could be really hard emotionally as well to like learn to do this and grow to be comfortable with yourself to do this and setting clear boundaries with people is something that's really important sometimes necessary so I think pressure from guys or girls maybe for the guys um could be a really good opportunity for us to practice using our voices and learning to say what needs to be said 
and stand up for ourselves in ways that we need to stand up for ourselves because the young community really needs that. We need to stand up for ourselves and we need to say what we think and say what we feel or we will be walked all over. And without our communication, there's no way to know what we like, dislike, want, don't want, or if it's just it all around. We need to learn to use our voices and be comfortable in our own skin. And I feel like pressure from guys or people or this manipulation is a really good opportunity for us to use our voices and be stronger for ourselves. And I think the second biggest question we had, other than why did I start I Love You, was stress. And there were so many things about this one. So I kind of want to begin talking about the multiple types of stress. So there's acute stress, episodic acute stress, and chronic stress. And then when we think about stress, it comes from our adrenal glands. And our adrenal glands are directly above our kidneys located on our backside. And when they're out of order, our hormones kind of tend to go insane. So this main hormone from our adrenals that causes stress is cortisol. And then we have acute stress, which is the lowest level. And this happens to everyone. So it's a totally normal thing and we shouldn't feel discouraged about it. But it's typically a reaction to unfamiliar, challenging situations. So it's not always horrible. It's just we're being pushed and our brain is recognizing it. And this type of stress isn't really harmful to us, but it does need to be managed. It It's bad when it builds up over time, but Small amounts of acute stress here and there aren't really going to do much harm to you. And then we have severe acute stress on the other hand. And this is when you're very frequently having episodes of acute stress. And this could negatively impact your physical and mental well-being. And then third on the list, we have chronic stress, which is the most ignored. And it means high stress levels for extended periods of time. So it's a long-term negative impact on your mental health. And this could also contribute to our anxiety, depression, headaches, or weakened immune system. So we really want to stay on top of these things and not overlook it because it could be quite harmful to our mental health. And then some ways that I like to try and help my stress or maintain my stress levels are eating a healthy diet. And for me, I choose to be a vegetarian. So I eat a lot of vegetables and fruits a day. I drink a ton of water, and I think that they really help me get through the day. The water wakes me up. And then sleep is something we totally need to prioritize. We have 24 hours in a day to dedicate to whatever we want. We can dedicate a respectable hour to sleep because it really does matter, and it reduces our stress levels a lot when we feel awake and alive and like we can complete the tasks that we need to complete. And then exercising really helps me personally. Um, as I said in the last episode, I have dance in the morning and I always feel like on the mornings I have dance, I'm so much more prepared and ready for school and awake. So I've kind of made it a new pack of pact of mine to try and exercise those mornings. I don't have dance as well as do dance to feel more awake and alive and positive in the morning. Cause like how me and Max talked about in the last episode, it really does give you a feeling of accomplishment as well when you get these things done. 
um, something that helps me also manage my stress is breaking up my tasks into small things. So I only really have to focus on doing one thing at a time. And whether that's writing them down in a notebook, sometimes for school, I'll go through all the classes and think, okay, this one, I have to do this, but I can't do this until I do this. And I, I break it down in my mind to make it seem easier for me. And then also stress, our community feeds off of one another. And we need to just try and make sure that we're giving and receiving as much love and support from other people and from ourselves as we possibly can. But we can't give off all this love and support without taking care of ourselves. So you need to make sure to take time away from you. Even if you're stressed out and you have all these things to do, take some time to you. Maybe go on a jog, watch a TV show, take a nap. And... When you can come back, you'll be ready for these things. And then there's always six deep breaths. As I believe Max said in the last podcast, we want to make sure that we take six deep breaths to calm down and just regroup. Stress can also be from the people around us. So choosing who we surround ourselves with and what kind of environment we're in really does affect something. I remember seeing this thing somewhere. I don't know where it was. It probably was on Instagram, if I'm being quite honest. But it says, it's not the flower. It's where the flower is. It's what situation the flower's in. So a flower is obviously not going to grow with a lack of water and sunlight. But if you put it next to this beautiful open window and you give it water regularly, it's probably going to flourish. We need to think of ourselves as this flower because in reality, we kind of are just a larger, more complex scale. And um, so us being this flower, we are in control of what we feed ourselves. We're in control of where we put ourselves, what situations we're in for most of the time. So we need to put these situations in the most loving, nurturing, growth-oriented place to help us. Some things with chronic stress and our mental health could also include appointments with psychiatrists or medication or doctors. And with these, I find it's really, really important to find what's actually right for you. Don't tell your doctor something's working if it's not. Don't take medications if they're not benefiting you. And medications aren't something to fly around with because I've personally been taking them for a little bit and I I understand some of the struggles with them. And now that I've learned, I do get that once you're on the medication, it's easier if you finish the treatment. But it also is, you can't finish the treatment if you don't tell them how these medications are really making you feel. So if this is something that you have to deal with, you really do need to be honest with these people so that they can help you because that's their goal too. Okay, so I think someone asked, how do I deal with arguing with my siblings? And Quite honestly, this isn't something I have figured out entirely because me and my sister still argue sometimes and I think that's kind of a normal thing. When we're always around people and always with them and have these close connections with them, it's really rare that we're never going to fight. People fight. It's a normal part of life. But I've just always been told to love and cherish my siblings because they're going to be a best friend of mine throughout my entire life. And as I've gotten older, I really do realize that. Throughout my life, Riley is going to be there with me and she's probably going to be one of the only people I will ever be this close to or trust as much. But 
even though she's all these amazing things to me, I still fight with her. I think it's a normal thing. I think it just, it all goes back into understanding what we're saying to people and how we're saying them because how we say things matters. So we do have to recognize that sometimes we could be hard to our siblings and sometimes they could be hard to us, but there is still love there. So we need to try and get along with them and recognize that this is a relationship we really want to build and really want to work on because it's a long-lasting relationship that we hope will be beneficial throughout our lives. And I think that that should be some motivation for us to try and work with our siblings and get along with them rather than tear them apart and view them as maybe competition or like, oh, blah, 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 they get this. Because in in the end, that doesn't matter. And when it goes off of dealing with our siblings, I got some questions about dealing with toxic friends. And, oh gosh, if all of you knew the experience I've had with toxic friends, I think we all have, honestly, though. And from it, I think I learned that friends are people that we choose and gladly surround ourselves with. We don't choose our family. We don't choose who we go to school with. But we we choose our friends. And this is kind of the first time in our lives where... We have full control over who we surround ourselves with. And why would we not want to continually surround ourselves with not kind, not loving, or beneficial people for our mental health? And our teenage years are really where I think it's important to learn to choose the right people for us, whoever that may be. We can learn how we do and don't want to be treated by others. And I think that's something really big that some of my past friends taught me is that what I do want to be treated like and what I don't want to be treated like. And I felt like that really helps me now in deciphering who I want to spend my time around. And with friends, sometimes talking about toxic friends, mean things are said. Uh, People are catty and mean in junior high and high school. So communication is a really big thing. And I know that some of these are our close friends and we don't want to be hurtful, but we need to tell people how they make us feel. And it's terrifying, I know. But they need to know because without them knowing... It will probably not stop and they will not learn and grow from it. It could You can make it a situation where everyone learns and grows. It's just how we communicate with them that really matters. We could choose to tell them they're hurting our feelings in a kind way and try and approach it from like, hey, this is how you made me feel and I think that we could redirect how we talk to each other a little bit. And that could really change the relationship. And if it doesn't, you need to understand that these people are probably not going to change and continue being bad people to surround yourselves with and this could be maybe a reason to start looking for some new acquaintances and I kind of wanted to end this episode off talking about manifesting because I got some questions about that as well and I think I talked a little bit more about manifesting in the first episode when I also talked about affirmations and our self-image and all these things so if you're more interested I definitely recommend going back and listening to that but the basic idea of manifest it, manifestation excuse me, is that the universe does not go by good and bad. The universe doesn't know good and bad. It knows what's put out there. So whatever that is, good or bad, it will result in an outcome. What we think about comes about. And putting feelings of love and imagining the things we wish to be true as if they were already true is manifesting what we want and what we would love so kind of a silly example of this would be me being like oh my god my hair is so long and saying this over and over and just looking in the mirror and being like my hair is so long and beautiful and with through saying that and giving love and saying that my hair is this way I would be manifesting it 
So I really hope that I answered most of the questions asked. I genuinely tried to. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Um, Podcast social medias will be linked in the description below. And remember, I love you.